Uh, a lot going on at the State House. Of course, uh, I watched yesterday the House passed bill after bill after bill. Uh, the Senate's also going to be ma- managing a whole bunch of legislation. Uh, they're in a mad dash to the May 31st deadline. They have to pass bills with simple majorities. Uh, as the Illinois Municipal League, uh, you guys always have you know a, a set uh, number of policies you put out there every year in hopes that legislators can advance some things. What's on the agenda for the Illinois Municipal League? Well, a number of things. And as you indicated, uh, and as you've heard from other folks, uh, your former Senator Rauschenberger just a minute ago and other folks, there are a lot of things happening that the General Assembly needs to address for local governments. We want to protect local revenues. And you know, the state is always looking at additional unfunded mandates or preempting local authority and taking back the local share of, of revenues coming from the state. That's top on our list. Uh, that unfortunately is top on our list every year because it seems to happen annually. We have another number of other issues on our moving cities forward agenda this year, like continuing the discussion about downstate public safety pension reform and just trying to provide more opportunities for communities to overcome what we've been through the last year, allowing for some more oversight on local issues and less preemption from the state. Brad, I see that uh, there's a House committee uh, focusing on downstate firefighters, uh, and we've seen stories even here in Springfield of uh, cuts to fire departments uh, and uh, you know efforts to try to see how to streamline services in a variety of ways. Um, talk a bit about some of the drivers of the increased costs uh, for, for fire departments across the state. Well, public safety is obviously critical. It's the job of local governments to provide for the health, safety, and welfare of their residents. So public safety, whether it's police services or fire services, are central to that. On the fire side, it's where we see a considerable expense, not just with personnel, but also equipment. And with staffing requirements that are set by the state, minimum staffing requirements, some communities are faced with tough decisions on how to maintain that. With the pending census counts that we're waiting on from the U.S. Census Bureau, uh, we don't know how communities are going to fare with shared revenues that are based on per capita. And so communities right now are going through their annual budget process, trying to look at where they can cut, where they can balance. Local governments have to have a balanced budget every year. They can't kind of fudge the numbers like the state and federal governments can And so public safety is an area where they look at because it's heavy on personnel costs and heavy on equipment costs. Brad Cole, Illinois Municipal League here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Of course, you don't just live in a state. You also live in a, a municipality uh, with uh, either a village or a city. Uh, so there's a lot of things and services that are offered up. But even in uh, some cities like in Springfield and Chicago, uh, there's a lot of talk about tax increment finance districts. I see that's also something that's on your list uh, for the legislature to, to take up. What, uh, what concerning TIF funds uh, is the IML looking at? Well, there's always some tinkering that is proposed with tax increment financing. That's, of course, a way for communities to really incentivize economic development and growth targeting blighted areas or areas that have not seen the kind of development that they should. Uh, We're looking to allow for TIF funds to be able to help businesses recover from COVID-19. So some communities have TIF districts in their downtown areas, and they have funds that otherwise are restricted for infrastructure or other projects in those TIF districts, we'd like to see that those dollars could be used to support the businesses, maybe provide subsidies or loans to those businesses so they can get back up and running so that communities can begin to prosper again and put people back to work. It's a 
new use of the funds in a TIF district that we're proposing, but it's in line with the general concept, which is to support economic development. What do you say to uh, those other taxing bodies out there, though? Uh, and I, I hear from you know members of school districts all the time who are critical of TIFs uh, because you know, it limits their ability to capture increased property tax values for a certain period of time. Well, it also allows for there to be growth in their property values. And as the TIF districts expand and new businesses come in and develop blighted areas, those other taxing bodies will benefit from the long-term investment. Now, what we see, whether it's in a TIF district or elsewhere, if a business is closed, it's not helping anybody. Nobody's working. Nobody's generating any revenue to circulate throughout the community. And so this is just one proposal of many to be able to get businesses back up, running, employ people, provide services, programs, and help the communities recover. I think everybody in every taxing district and certainly every taxpayer wants to see their communities prosper. This is just one way to maybe be able to help that happen faster. It's the WMAY Morning News Feed. We're talking with Brad Cole, the Illinois Municipal League. A lot of stuff happening at the Illinois State House, uh, not just impacting taxpayers, but also impacting taxing bodies. Um, Brad, you know, I've been I've been talking with a variety of uh, associations for the private sector, from the Manufacturers Association. We've heard testimony from the retail merchants and uh, other hospitality groups uh, raising concerns about uh, unemployment costs. What what kind of intersection is there uh, with municipal governments and uh, the cost for unemployment? Well, uh, municipal governments are employers, too, and so we have the same cost burden that that any private sector employee would have with regard to unemployment insurance costs. Now, many public employees uh, stayed on during the last year, and so there wasn't as many public employees that were unemployed or receiving unemployment benefits as in the private sector. So that's a little different. But the cost is still borne by the taxpayers to be able to pay for those uh, costs of unemployment insurance for municipal employees. Interestingly, unemployment insurance in Illinois is taxed as income. So the revenue that actually comes to the cities and the state as a part of income tax hasn't declined the way it could have if it didn't. But that's a very good point that both Rob Carr at the Retail Merchants Association and Mark Densler at the Manufacturers Association were raising with you earlier, because these are back office costs that all businesses and governments will have to pay for. Uh, and that's either going to be now or later or both. And finally here, uh, Brad, a lot of money from the federal government. Uh, it's going to be released, uh, I think, soon, maybe in a couple of weeks. Uh, there's a certain time frame that they have to start releasing those funds. But uh, the state's going to get uh, $7.5 billion. Uh, local governments are set to get, I think, $5.7 billion shared across the state. Uh, talk about the, the best use of that money uh, and, and how is that uh, ultimately going to be uh, implemented uh, in, in municipalities across the state. The American Rescue Plan, which was approved last month, a year after the Federal CARES Act was approved last year, is going to provide these billions of dollars across the the country and Illinois for municipalities so they can invest in their public health costs, uh, put workers back to work, essential workers that are impacting public health emergency, also allow for funds to make up for the reduction in revenues that cities lost, and then to make investments in water, sewer, and broadband infrastructure. We've been working with the governor's office to make sure that those dollars are passed through directly from the federal government to the municipalities without any restrictions or reductions put in place by the state 
which is what we saw with the CARES Act a year ago. And I think the governor's office is uh, intent on that same goal as we are, which is to pass through all that money directly without any cuts or any new obligations. Hopefully that will happen. I think it will be probably another 60 days. The federal government has 60 days from when they enacted it to get the rules put together. So that's really another month from now. And then probably another 30 days to actually get the dollars out. Money will be split 50% this year and 50% a year from now. All has to be spent by the end of 2024. We're encouraging communities to look at long-term projects, investments in that infrastructure that can see short-term gain by putting people back to work and infusing these dollars in the economy, but long-term benefit for their community so that everybody can look at how these resources were spent locally in Illinois and be happy with the outcome. Illinois Municipal League Executive Director Brad Cole here on the WMAY Morning News Feed.